This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick. How's it going? Oh, it's good, John. How about yourself? Well, not too bad. What do you have on tap for us this time? Well, it's like, I know it's really kind of late because, hey, it's February. And, like, I'm talking about, like, the best of 2019. All right. This is the beginning of February. So that's, that's stone's throw i don't know maybe <laughs> so yeah. i i think it's fair that's it still it still works best of 2019 then all right yeah it's like i wanted to do um the uh i mean we had logistics like things with recording all the other podcasts and also i wanted to do the uh house of x powers of x thing before we did this because <laughs> yeah this is going to be on that list absolutely but um as far as things go it's like um this when i um on one hand, when I uh, when I, I started compiling my list for this, for, like for the best uh, best of this year, it's like I thought, okay, well, there's probably not going to be like that much on here. And then when I like started going through like what I've written, what I've read, and I realized, oh wow, there's uh, like more than I expected. In fact, like the uh, honorable mentions is going to be somewhat long this year because um, you know on one hand there's like there's like like you know good stuff. That you know just wasn't quite um, like on the level of, like what I wanted for like the best of list. Like so there was like Weatherman from from Joey LaHoop and Nathan Fox. There's the Dreaming from Simon Spurrier. In fact, Spurrier got two um, like series on this um, honorable mentions list. The Dreaming, like his the first one was the Dreaming, like his um, like his take on the uh, like on the Sandman universe, like or like the supporting cast of the Sandman, like was great. It's like I want. I'm looking forward to reading more, but um, at the same time, though, it's like, you know, he was also kind of like kind of using to tell like a story like of the like of the now more than just you know like like something timeless and all. It's like it was good, but you know, it's like, but but at the same time, though, it's like I just couldn't like um, put it on the same level as everything else. Same goes with um Coda, um his um. It's like his inspired wild fantasy series with Matthias Bergara. Oh, and the, uh, and also like Dreaming was done with um, Bill Key Everly, which um, was a fantastic, which was a fantastic artist. Same, same with um, Ber- Bergara. It's like there's like, Spurrier had some like great collaborators on these series, and they told told some good stories. Just, just probably more, I guess more convent- conventional and um, like like. They kind of followed the expected like arcs for these series more than anything, than anything like you know like surprising, but um, as far as like you know other other animal mentions, we've got like The Walking Dead, which came to a good good ending, not probably like not not not, not really transcendent, but definitely something that um that definitely was worthy of of the um pre like of all the previous ones that it came before. It's like in the series, um, Shield by Hick by Jonathan Hickman and Dustin Weaver, which um paid off a years-long wait for the conclusion of a, a series of, of a of a 12-issue series that they were they were doing, and um, Cemetery Beach was a fantastic action series from Warren Ellis and um, it's like Anderson Howard, and if anything else, this is probably like the number 11, um, like title title on this list because like it was it was. It was a great pure action series, but there are also there's also another series that um, that combined that action with a, a surprising amount of character um, that that like, got it onto my list in the end. Oh, and also um, Berserk Volume Forty, which uh, oh god, 
it's like, you know, Berserk is kind of like, you know, it's my Game of Thrones. It's like, it's like, you know, when people like bitch about, oh, it's like George R. R. Martin isn't like, like working on the on the novels and all. It's like, it's like, fuck you, whiners. It's like if you want a series to whine about, but how the like it, how how its creator like you know isn't, you know like um like like putting one percent into um its series its um series production right now. Then hey, go to Berserk, go to Berserk and how, you know, it's like with, I mean with volume forty, um Katara Miura, um showed us what um. What had happened, like, gives a major milestone for the series. In fact, after 20 years, he finally um, gave Casca back her mind, but he did it in a way that showed there were consequences and repercussions for that. And it's like, it's like, and it's like, and it was done in a way that was, that made, that made perfect sense for what had, what had gone before. And like, this is great. And I'm so thoroughly frustrated by the fact that it's probably not going to be until 2021 that we find out what these consequences were because you know like Mira just for whatever reason it's like isn't um like I'm full bore into this into the series at this point uh, so there you go but as far as like like you know creators who are like you know still going into their series and um just taking like lots of time to um get to these points there's um makoto yukimura and um vinland saga like vinland saga volume 11 like brought an end to the current um war in the baltic arc and did it with with an with an amazing amount it's like of it's like a thing of comedy um character development it's like and let's say it's like and pathos as well it's like just showing us just you know what how the uh, how the main how the main cast was was adapting to the uh, like like to the changes in the series. It's like it's like and how it's like other how other minor characters were like were dealing with you know the core series themes of like yo know, hey there was no reason for anyone to have any enemies, but at the same time though it's like they're living in a in a world that um, prizes um, conflict and war above above all else. So there is like good stuff like in this, but you know when it comes to um, you know like delivering like you know delivering like you know enough like enough substance to um, like keep you keep your um, audience contented for like you know, you know for years it's like for for the years that will um, pass until it's like until the next volume is delivered then um, well there's one other series that I think is going to um, like satisfy that so there you go but that's the honorable mentions list as far as the actual top 10 here we go number 10 is murder falcon by by daniel warren johnson now prior to this um daniel warren johnson delivered a series called um extremity which may have, which which impressed a uh, a theme a theme which is like you know maybe you bent a lot of you may have been familiar with that the idea that war is bad and you know it's like that was that kind of you know it's like and that was that was uh his approach to that was just kind of like eh, okay yeah i i know this but what else do you got here i mean it was just it told the uh it told like the familiar story like as like about as well as you'd expect Murder Falcon does 
is um, it tells you a story of a guy who um, has lost um, sight of what what made his life great and how he has to like um, recapture that. Now he, this is done through um, like you know supernatural. This is that you know he's he has to like um, he he is visited by 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 a falcon from the um, realm of the heavy, which um, is powered by um, the magic of heavy metal, and um, it's like and he's got and um, it's like and this guy Jake has got to um like get get back onto like you know what made like you know his um his metal great in order to um. It's like in order to um like, it's like in order to make this make this um war, like uh, make this world and the and uh, make this world great again, and also it's like you know, like attack, like fight off what like these um these people who this entity these entities um led by the by this um by this um monster known as Magnum Chaos, to uh it's like like you know to uh to save to this world from being overtaken by by sadness and depression. It's like it's like an evil. It's like and even if the series, you know, falls into like you know, like you know, um, like gen- like generalizations about you know, hey, like you know, it's like this is like you know, this is what make this this is why we're depressed and all. It's like um, Warren Johnson's um, work. It's like his art is is downright incredible in the series it's like even if like, he's just like you making just generalizations about like oh you know like how can we like you know like like fight against these um like great these concepts like these these concepts such as depression that you know ruin our lives well his art kind of bridges that gap from the from the from the statement to the um actualization and that's what made the series um worthy of like inclusion in this list no the the dialogue does kind of like follow kind of kind of fall into like perfunctory um like generalization but you know it's like the but it's like the rare the rarest series i read where the art like bridges that gap and oh my god that final the the final scene in the volume where um where jake uh, meets like the person who uh, is going to like take him to his other like to the afterlife and it's kind of like if you have any empathy for the for the concept of metal then this will bring tears to your eyes there you go so something that will also bring tears to your eyes is number nine um mr miracle by um tom king and mitch gerards um king has um kind of established himself as kind of the uh like the uh what am i saying it's like as the maxi series guy for for dc someone who like puts out 12 issues 12 issue um series and it's like it makes some um pretty notable it's like we've got like his like his best work um sheriff of babylon the um overrated but not entirely bad um omega man miniseries and then there's a uh, mr miracle which is a story of um scott free the um master um escape artist created by jack kirby who um was who in DC lore, was traded to, was traded by the High Father of, um, by the High Father of the New Gods, to, um, uh, of New Genesis, to, um, to Dark Side of, it's like of Apocalypse, to basically, to basically say, like, as a, as a, as a treaty, as a measure of peace between the two, two worlds, and especially, it's basically a story of um, nature over nurture. So. And the idea is that, um, well, 
would it's like would scot free um it's like like um be be one up being a decent person even if he was like born of um new genesis but raised by apocalypse well the idea is yes but um the thing is but king asks a uh, deeper question in the sense that you know okay the answer is yes but you know what kind of um what kind of mental damage would be left to um scot free after that and what got me with with um mr miracle was that it started off with being like the uh being like just really depressing um like like superhero stuff and since so that oh no mr miracle's life is just so depressing that he wanted to kill himself and now he's got to fight a war and all and that was kind of a, that that really was that really didn't work with me at first but then as the series went on there's a uh, something that, there's something there's a uh, moment that happened when um when Scott Free finds out that oh his um his wife um um Big Barda well she's pregnant and they're going to have a kid and now he's got to um, deal with being a father he's got to deal with being a father while being a superhero he's got to deal with being a father while being a superhero while leading a war against um inter it's like intergalactic um like empires and that was that was something that really kind of that kind something that really kind of got me it's like in the end it's like especially when um especially when like um like in in the end when um king kind of like shows you what his what his real um end is is end is at all so so yeah so mr miracle is probably gonna is probably my favorite tom king maxi series at this point but you know we'll see how things go with um his um strange adventures and on um, Batman and Catwoman Maxi series as well, and so we come to number eight, which takes a um, sharp turn to um, "I Am a Hero," and this is a series that has been asking, you know, hey, you know, here's a got here's a series about a, like a manga creator who just um, it's like he was just uh, not really he was just like not been like the hero type character at all, but you know, like we're trying to like ask trying to find out just you know what what does he have to offer when um the world like when the world goes to crap it's like when the uh it's like when the zombie apocalypse happens and um this, and this guy um it's like uh it's like hideo it's like just just has to um step up and all well it's like he uh he really doesn't um have a whole lot to offer here but what makes the series great it's like in the end, is that it doesn't? Is that in the end, does it like say that you know, hey, it's like he, like he has to, um, he has to have been, you know, this, um, like this great person. No, it's like in the end, it's like it just asks that, hey, like he he had to have survived, he has to have survived, and just like you know, like just like stayed by his own, it's like his own, it's like his own personal, like personal standards. It's like when when you get to the, it's like when the series, I guess it was final volume, and you see that you know, okay, it's like he recognizes that, it's like the that the guys who are like, actually capable of being a hero, it's like are, it's like are are on the opposite helipad, and they're recognizing his, and they acknowledge, and one of them happens to be a fan of his manga, he realizes that oh, okay, well, 
you know, it's like he's like I it's like I can live with this. So it's it's kind of so it so it's just kind of interesting in how his like Kevin's inherent selfishness. It's like kind of like winds up saving like saving the world. And then the final volume, final chapters of the volume just basically show him just, you know, like living by his own like crazy standards as a um, as a sole survivor. So it was it's like that was that was interesting. It was different. It's like and Dougie definitely appreciated that. Same goes for um, my number seven pick, which was on um, volume 11 of Empowered. Now, this is a series that, you know, was supposed this volume was supposed to come out, say, last year. But um, I'm not going to hold that against creator Adam Warren because it because um, it's because uh, its main character, um, like Alyssa, it's like, well, it's like it, volume it's like volume ten like ended with like her getting getting word that the uh, that the real like um, big bad of like it's like of the series like um, one of the uh, it's like it's like the psychically powered um, it's like um brother of um it's like of supporting support of deceased supporting hero mindfuck had um had it's like had basically um gotten loose from their um it's like it's like from like from Max, uh, Maximum Security, um, superior prison. Well, it's like, and he's gonna do his whole. It's like, hey, you know, it's like you're, um, it's like I'm the hero. It's like, and I'm gonna like put, like put my um favorite and heroine through like the trial, trial by fire. It's like, and this was a uh, um really um gripping. It's like, uh, it's like, it's like all, uh, gr- it's like gripping, immersive, um, like terrible, um, like serious run because it's like it's because it's like it's basically like um put like you know big missy gave um like our like our our heroine it's like like the worst like her worst showed 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 her our worst fears in the sense that you know it's like everyone even her friends were against her it's like and um you know what's she going what's what is she going to do in order to combat that well it's like in the end it's like you know she it's like her like her main um her main approach was to was to capitulate but the uh but the uh it's like the uh what am i trying to say trying to say trying to say here it's like oh her um it's like it's like it was just like her like you know living true by her by her standards so when she basically said that hey you know you're just gonna have to kill me it's like and you're you're worried that oh well, wow, this is the end. Like, you know, what's what's she gonna happen here? But it turns out that the um the actual final final trick here was um, laid out in front of you all along. Because you know, hey, if like this like this um, ghost of a um, mindfuck was in was in her head all this time, trying to trying to tell her about um you know what what she could do in order to barely stave off annihilation. Well, what about a version of mindfuck that could actually like you know have time to um stave off the uh it's like the, th- the threat ahead of the ahead of things so that so so um empowered volume 11 was a great example of like you know what like of what superhero um action could like could be it's like and it was kind of divorced of like any connection to marvel or dc continuity so make of that what you will so there you go 
Um, number six, though, is um, Outer Darkness, both volumes, because this is like the strongest um, image launch I read this year. And it's a story of um, the, the concept is a, the high concept of the series breaks down to like, you know, kind of like um, Star Trek by way of Ghostbusters. It's like, you know, you've got like a uh, like a universe that is like so full of like crazy, scary stuff. But um, it's like, but it's also, but at the same time, though, it's like it's got, um, it's like, you know, the, the, these, uh, like, all the scary stuff can only be managed by people who are really meant to be like real bastards as well. So, so you got like, like, like the captain of the, like, of the Charon, it's like, who is, um, like a terrible, like, um, like self centered, um, asshole of a person but at the same time like you know his his assholishness is what it takes in order to um to in order to um like get these get these people like across you know it's like get them to survive the uh, trials at hand so that's something i kind of liked it's like you know it's like more often than not we always get to um these these stories where it's like hey you know we've got to like 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 you know, like address like so it's come to like our bitter natures or anything else. But but outer darkness, it's like these volumes, like these few volumes, we see suggested that hey, you know, it's like maybe it's like we don't have to do that. Maybe it's like you know, we like like selfish selfishness can like can work. It's like in the end, and even and even and even then, it's like you know, it's like it's not, it's not entirely it. Like it makes a uh, nice diversion from from the kind of stories that we've been getting up to this point. That's kind of, that's why I liked, um, outer darkness. It's like, it's like, it may have, it's like, it may have been like, um, nasty and cynical, but you know, at the same time, like, you know, we, it's like, it's like, we kind of like need, need these kind of stories as well. Just if only to balance off the, uh, the positiveness of other, it's like of other, of our better, better natured stories as well. So there you go. And, it's like now we're coming to the top five. Well, here here we have with um, powers of House of X and Powers of X. So yeah, as I mentioned in the uh, podcast from two weeks back, this is as confident a uh, mission statement as you could expect from from our like like from Marvel in this day and age. You know, it's like the whatever capital that um Hickman, the Jonathan Hickman had acquired um, while working at Marvel that. Allowed him to basically them to basically go to him and say, "Hey, you know what? We need you to um relaunch X Men." And Hickman said basically, hey, "Okay, here's what I, here's what I'm gonna do, and you're gonna say yes." And that's basically what we got here. So this is the, so so with um, House of X and Powers of X, this is a story that basically not only retcons um, substantial parts of X Men history, but also sets out a dramatically different status quo for the current current status of of X-Men titles as well. It's like, and you know what? It's like, I am all for that because this is all coming from Hickman. Because all these um, ideas like are being not necessarily micromanaged by one guy, but just coming from one person. And just basically, like, just like hey, you know what? There's one there's one guy on on board who is just you know, you know, telling us about a plan for the series, and that's that's what gets me about about this. So, even if 
So even if the series is just going to be one long walk back to the status quo, which I know I said this a lot in the uh, podcast, but it's also something that's been planned. It's like something that's been planned and something that has numerous, that's going to have numerous surprises along the way. So yes, I am. So yeah, I really enjoyed, you know, this, like the maxi series. And I, it's like, I'm very much looking forward to seeing where X-Men goes from here. Expect a podcast about that um, in a couple of months as well, because I got plans for that. So that said, next up is something that couldn't be any more different from talking about X-Men, and that is the um, Bad Weekend um, graphic novella from from Ed Brubaker, Brubaker and Sean Phillips. This is um, this is set in the criminal um, like a universe. It's just about you know one of its um, creators, like um, the Franz Kafka artist um, Jacob, who um, has to uh, like um, like uh, look over one of his uh, mentors. Like while he's at a like a, a Comic Con convention, it's like in the like in the mid '90s. But the thing is, like his mentor, well, uh, he's got plans for what he wants to accomplish during this convention, and he's going to drag Jacob. It's like like all it's like through some very bad places in order to find out just what he's missing. So, I think that this series, I mean, this series is like a very much an acid. Acid Valentine to com- it's like two um, comics fans because it's like you know because well Criminal has always been a series like that's focused about the uh, the the characters who are like 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 work like you know try- playing their trade like playing their their vices in um, comics it's like no not comics it's like in um it's like it's like in the margins of society's uh, morals um. Bad Weekend just kind of like it's it's kind of serious. I think that um, Martin Scorsese um, would definitely be um, welcome to to direct because you know based it's not only based on his like statements about um, you know comic books is like comic movies as theme rides, but you know just like I'm um, like putting this series first as a uh, putting this this specific graphic novel first is like you know showing showing us like how how cre- how like how its how its creators and um, publishers like have been like you know enabling like you know criminal activity. It's like criminal not just criminal activity but just criminal behavior. It's like like from, like from the start of the like from from the from the genre's inception. It's like I think that this that this would be like a nice like like rebuttal to what not just rebuttal but just just like uh, accessory to what he what he said. Just, you know, showing it. Hey, you know what? All, all your um, like um, feelings about you know, like superior like um, comics and like you know how how they're created. Well, here's here's how they are. Like here's what you know, like here here is the uh, like the kind of mindset and kernel behavior that goes into um, maintaining um, these franchises like for decades, at the very least. It's like and it's like yeah, it's cynical. It's mean, but it's definitely true to life and it it's again hits right at home so more power to um brubaker and phillips for um having the guts to deliver this the statement and uh, i certainly hope that they um deliver it deliver it and the uh, current um run of criminal in a uh, 
it's like in a trip with Rebecca at some point, like later in this year. So, and then we come to number three, which is um the wicked and the divine, because you know Kieran Gallen and Jamie McKelvey's statement about um, you know, like it's like about um, it's like it's about gods as pop stars. It's like well, it's like it was it was it's generally it's generally been pretty great, like as the series has gone on, like over the years, but. Then when I had to like you know go back and reread things you know in advance of the uh, events of my on my final podcast on it, well, um, yeah, it holds it together really well. It's like in the sense that you know it's like this is a series that was planned out great from beginning to end. It's like and it's like and I I really don't know what more to say about that. I mean, that's kind of like. That should be the standard, really. Just the idea that you know, hey, these like a series, like should like should have an should have like a solid beginning, middle, and end, like from, like like from the start, and to the point where like when you go and reread it, it's like everything like you know just comes and clicks together, it's like as you'd expect, and that's kind of, that's how um the wicked and the wicked and the divine played out. So, overall, it's like that's. I really can't say more about this because, because you know, it's like it just, it just worked. No, that's awful. Like just saying, just saying, it just worked, like implies that um, Gillen and McKelvey, um, like didn't plan things out, but they did. It's like and everything they, it's like they worked, they worked towards. It's like it worked. It's like, it's like just. just just when I was rereading everything, and like I was able to just like pick up on something they had been setting up from, like from volume one, like all the way to the end, it's like, it's like that's just that's just kind of what I hope that every every series would have its have its plan. We planned out as well, so, and in fact, you know, it's like when I say that, you know, like I hope every series plans out this as well. It's like well. It's like, yeah, you know, it's like that's. I, I guess you, you could say that. Hey, it was like these, like the final volumes of, of what I'm talking about for like the best of the year. Well, like they should um like plan out as the same way as well. But, you know what? Here's the thing, because when it comes to like the stuff that um, defines like my number one and two picks, like it's kind of all about waiting, and you think that. You know, hey, if you're gonna have to wait for a series, you know, it's like, it's like a volume has to be, you know, this good. And you know, it's like with um something like say Berserk or um Vinland Saga, and you know, like a lot of manga I read, like you know, kind of falls into this category. But you know, it's like you look at this and you think that, man, it's like it it gets it's like it it's not it's not going to um work that well. I mean, with Berserk, like, the volumes get slimmer, and even, like, the statements get bigger with Berserk, as in Berserk's case, like, we're still going to have to wait, like, at least two years as well. But with, um, Vinland Saga, I mean, it was, um, it had its own, um, it had, like, the, uh, the collusion of, like, the war in the Baltic arc to, um, bolster its case. But, you know, when it comes to, like, you know, just, hey, saying that, hey, you know, it's like, you're gonna have to wait like t- 
two or more years in order to get to this volume. It's like, then like, what do you have to go on? Well, when I say, when you ask that question, I say, you've got to, um, you've got to um, present something as substantial, as meaty, as Die Vergelder, Volume 2, which is, um, which is um, Hiroaki Samura's um, action series answer to um, what he's been doing, what he had done with um, Blade of the Immortal. Because to Samura's credit, he has not spent the... Uh, it's like the uh, the years of um, it's like the years after um, finishing Blade of the Immortal, like just saying, "Hey, I'm okay. I finished my my magnum opus. I'm done." Well, no, he's he's been doing other stuff as well. He's been doing um, Wave. Listen to me, which has been which the first three volumes have been pretty were, were great, but I'm waiting for them to waiting for Kodansha to like issue them in either like um, digital volumes or print volumes and the single, their single, um, it, single issues of our simul pubs has just been like, okay, fine. But are you going to like do this in like volumes? Really? Cause I'm waiting for that. But, um, D Vergelder has been a, um, it's like, has been a, um, even though it was released like at the beginning of last year, it's like, it, it has been, it is something that always stuck in my mind as being um like a, a meaty it's like um like dense it's like impactful read it's like a, a story of a, of a girl who um it's like who has gone back to her um like home who in volume two has gone back to her hometown found it to be the den of um criminal activity and um in the first half of the series of, of the volume finds her um her family home to be a to be um, like a, to be um, occupied by, it's like by by evil, it's like by by evil foreign foreign gangsters, and it leads to some like incredible, um, like martial arts and gunplay action. Like there's a scene in this volume, at the beginning of the year where I just thought, holy shit, you know, it's like, like there's like one of the, uh, what they um, they gain a, the characters gain a uh, yakuza. Um, like friend who just has it's like who's like who's who's kind of a masochist, but he also um delivers a uh, like it's like a um, bit of gunplay that make John Wick go, oh no, that's total bullshit. It's like it's bullshit, but it's completely awesome. It's like oh man, it's like this one scene where he just like where the guy flips his gun and um, shoots um one of the it's like one of the characters, one of the bad, one of the bad guys' weapons, and then causes the, uh, it's like the uh, the shell casing to eject into the eye of one of the other um, antagonists. It's like it's it's ridiculous, it's absurd, but it's so cool that oh man, it's like I I, I just can't get over it. It's 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 amazing. And even then, it's like even with if the full volume, for the first half of the volume is just like pure pure action. The second volume, second half of the volume does some like it delivers both like both action. It's like and um, it's like and character as well. So we find as we find like um, reasons why you know these I mean why these why the characters in it's like in the series fight against the the uh, yakuza who are running. 
the island the action is taking place on, and also why they're fighting for it as well. Because you know, it's like the the people they were um, coming the the that they were coming from was um, were tr- so terrible that you know, hey, you know, like we're just gonna like um, take you know go along with that as well. So when it comes to you know like like postulating a uh, a series that hey you know how good does your series have to be in order to um, wait like say two three two or three years between volumes? Well, the Vertigilder volume two basically has your answer. It's like more than more than something like Berserk volume forty, more than um, Villain Saga, Vinland Saga volume eleven. It's like this. Like this is this is this is a series that basically says, "Hey, you know what? You're we're going to you're going to wait a couple of years for this new for for our next volume, as Kodansha um, USA publishes the series in two and one volumes. So, but I have a feeling that it's probably going to be worth it in the end. But when it comes to the, hey, you know, what more than that? When you're going to have to wait." Five years, maybe six years, to uh, get that final volume, to get the um, concluding volume, to get the um, volume that basically uh, tells you like this is how your series is going to end. This is how it's. This is how it is. How your series is like going to wrap up. Well, number one, my my pick of this year is something that I've actually been reading for these past five years is something that I have to, I read again recently and realized that you know what it's like when this guy finally delivers on the promise like of the series wrapping up like of the final series if it's going to take five years it, okay maybe it'll take six years maybe it'll take seven years or longer but you know what when when this series wraps up it's going to be worth it so what series that like, could possibly deliver on being like, you know, like the like deliver on like maybe maybe even seven years of buildup of um of serialization? Well, it can only be one series. It is the Order of the Stick, Volume Six, Utterly Dwarfed. Rich Berlou has been working on this series for a good long ass time and I've been talking about this series like for a while. It's like I've themed on a podcast when um it's like when when I got my copy of volume four, um Don't Split the Party. It's like and I even mentioned I even put um his collection of um good deeds don't good deeds gone unpublished on my best of list for last year. But then we also got um volume volume six proper of the series this year and you know and I'll, I'll admit this is this is kind of a sheet something i've been reading in a serialized format and um it's like and so it's like i could say hey you know it's like i i, I knew this was going to be great but uh, and this is gonna be great as i was reading it but then um rereading it it's like it holds up it holds up incredibly well because this is the story, especially the story of um of Durkon, the dwarf, the dwarf dwarven cleric who 
where at the um, end of the previous volume had been his mind and soul has been had been supersede, superseded in his body by a vampire, by the um, by, by the by the Norse Lord of the Dead, um, Hell, and she was going to use him in order and in order to um, advance her agenda, as we find out in this volume, which is basically wiping out this world. It's like in order to. It's like it's like in order to. It's like in order, it's like because because hell hell um realized that hey you know she'd gotten a raw deal in this it's like in this era it's like and she was going to um like try and like like um leverage her um defeat of all the, like um some substance of all the dwar dwarven souls who had died without honor in this world to um it's like to like maintain power in the next world because hey you know it's like the snarl was gonna um like like defeat everyone and so hey you know we're just gonna um take over take over this world and be done with it so there's lots of stuff going on here from um from from Haley um de- like defeating her um globalized um ne- like nemesis from it's like it's like from Ro- from Roy realizing um that it's like that that um this this vampire um, vampirized version of Durkon wasn't the actual version of Durkon that he had been adventuring with all it's like all along to um, what is probably like the uh, best, estima- best estimation of like the series appeal that was early on when vampire version of Durkon is um, like is um, it's like it's like it's debating in um, Durkon in regular Durkon's mind about about how he's going to like, try and find a way to um like prove that his that that um that that he is the real version of Durkon to the people in it's like in the real world and it all hinges on two words Thor's nuts because <laughs> it's all about just, you know him because like him just like you know finding the right it's like right curse words about to um like like to uh it's like, like to, to like, um, say to his friends that would show to him that hey, he's still Durkon, and then in the end, when you find out that hey, you know, like what what Durkon's plan is in order to, um, it's like in order to um, overwhelm the uh, vampire in his mind, or when um, it's when Durkon like finally has finally gets the uh, score about um, what's going on, it's like in the uh, it's like in the world, and then when when his when Thor, like you know, Thor, his it was basically like you know, the dumb gym teacher version of the, uh, of the of the uh, Norse god in this world. It's like, but he tells him like, hey, you know, it's like this is we've got a plan. It's like there's like there's actually a new power in this world that can actually like, save everything. And then you realize that oh my god, like Rich has been planning this this thing from from the very beginning. It's so incredible. It's like, and then. It, <laughs> In the end, when when Durkhan's mom, like after Durkhan has been turned to stone, like tells tells one of the, like the leading members, like, did you think that you could beat my son by following the rules? Oh, so great! And that's oh, it's so it's so good. It's like it's just it's a real realization that you know it's like it's that there's a there's a plan by the series. And it's not just a plan; it is a hilarious plan. <laughs> it is so good, and 
you're probably not going to hear about hear, hear about um, hear me talk about this series for a while because, well, I mean, like next next installment of the Order of the Stick isn't planned until February, but um, Rich has basically said that there's going to be at least one prequel volume before the before the end, and then there's going to be the final volume. So, oh man, it's like. So yeah, it's like when it comes to like, I guess this this year is being kind of defined by the waiting in the sense that you know, hey, what kind of series can deliver you can deliver on you know like years between volumes, and when it comes to that that question, the Order of the Stick by Rich Berlue, Volume Six, um, utterly dwarfed, delivers in spades, like this. The series has been absolutely fantastic, and uh, I can't wait to see what he's got planned for, like for th- for th- for the final volume, and not just the final volume, but just everything leading up to that, because it's gonna be a good long while before we get to that point, but I'm sure it's gonna be worth it. But, yo, it's like so, that's the best of the year, but the worst of the year. Well, <laughs> I guess if you stick around along this this while, it's like, well, I guess what what do I have to give to you? Well, yeah, there's stuff like Spider-Man: Life Story, which you know had the great idea of telling um like um Peter Parker's story if he'd been like living in real time since the '60s, but was kind of uh, more or less an excuse to uh, just just like hey cram a bunch of um, like all the uh, major like, spider stories of a certain decade into like into one story. <sighs> yeah. It's like, it didn't work. It's like, it was kind of disappointing. It had some great, it, the, the, the first couple issues, like, like showed you how it probably could work, but the, um, but the story, but as things went on, just basically like showed us like, Hey, you know, it's like, Hey, you want to relive like the other, like want to relive Civil War? Want to relive the Clone Saga? No, no, I didn't really. So there you go. Um, same goes with um, the BP- BPRD, the Devil You Know, as um, this series has been to like, wrap up the uh, story that um, Mignola, uh, Rack Mignola, have been telling like ever since they started Hellboy, and you know it's like. It told you that at the beginning. It told you that hey, you know, like like humanity was gonna end, and like the uh, like the um, like frog creatures were gonna like take over, and yeah, that was it. That was what happened, and it probably might have worked out better had um, original had um, original BPRD writer um, John Arcudi, um, who has a great um, sense of style. It's like. And um, wit had he um, been doing thing? Had he um, co-written this series as opposed to um, Scott Alley, who has competency and not much else? So there you go. Oh, and um, then there's um, Star Wars: Journey to the Rise of Skywalker Allegiance, which uh, you know, it's like I wrote at the end that hey, you know, like this series like should like line up exactly with. Um, the Rise of Skywalker, and you know what? It didn't. It's like it just basically 
it just kind of like underlines the uh, it's like like the lack of planning that had gone into um, like to this um star like to the Star Wars saga that um it's like it underlined the um lack of planning that went into the Star Wars Scott this this instance of the star, of the um Skywalker saga that um really kind of disappointed in the end. I mean, I'm not saying the movie was bad, but it was. But I guess I kind of expect more from it. But more thoughts on that in a couple weeks. So there you go. And then there's also Hey Kids comics, which is meant to be um um Howard Chicken's um Romana Clef about um it's like about the comics industry from the uh, 40s, 50s, 60s, the 90s, and the aughts. But just wound up being a giant mess and something that I just sold um, right back to book off when I realized that, oh, God, it's like, it's not good. It's it's like, it's actually kind of terrible. It's self-indulgent. And if he told us who Stan Lee was meant to be, it's like everything else was just the way he arranged it was just kind of a mess. And there you go. But then you've also got um, Wandering Island, like, you know, which is um the next, which is, which is this is like the second volume of the series that I kind of liked about a girl who um was trying to find a uh, it's like a mysterious island based on her um father's um like like quest for it and it's by a Kijitsuruta who is um who Dark Horse has made a uh, an effort to um hey you know like, we believe in this creator and we're going to um promote him more than anything else. And um, while well, the first volume of Wandering Island got an Eisner nomination, I can't argue that, um, his subsequent um, volumes that Dark Horse released from him, such as volume, Wandering Island Volume 2, and then um, the three volumes of Eminon, it's... The, they haven't really been substantial or interesting. It's like... Like, um, Volume 2 of Wandering Island was just... Hey, you know, like our main character made it to the island, and then not much happens. So there you go. So that was kind of dis- that was really disappointing. In fact, Wandering Island Vaughn Two is kind of like the anti um, D Vergelder in the sense that you know, hey, if you're going to wait like years, and in the sense of like Wandering Island, it's going to be like four or five years for a new installment of the series, then. Yeah, it's like this. This volume, volume two, was not nearly in in the same in the in the league that you needed. But when it comes to the worst of the year, well, I guess I got to give it to Black Hammer, Black Hammer, and Jeff Lemire, because you know while initially this like Black Hammer started off as a um, nice as a musing like look at you know like Marvel and DC's approach screening characters and events and world ending um, crossovers um, the problem is that um, the spin-off such as Dr. Sherlock that's our Doc, Dr. Fr- Doc Frankenstein um, it's like the uh uh, Doctor Doctor Star, or no Sherlock Frankenstein, Doctor Star, and on um, the Quantum Age, were all like huge misses 
in my opinion. And then when you got to um, the end of um, Black Hammer, like or like the the uh, fourth volume, which is basically the um, like the Dark Age volume two, then you realize that oh wow, it's like so it's just kind of like we're just gonna pretend everything just re like reassembled as a uh, like as a regular it's like as as a conventional superhero story. It's like no, I don't think so. So I'll probably have more to say about this in a little bit, as far as like uh, my 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 reviews go. But um, this has been kind of a bad year for, for Jeff Lemire in the sense that I kind of realize that you know, unless he's um like delivering like like some really inventive like art on his own terms, or if he's working with Andrea Sorrentino. It's like who, it's like who was someone who was willing to meet him in terms of like you know like inventive layouts and character, like and character designs. Then, you know, he's probably not as, it's like as as worthwhile a creator as I originally thought. So, that's that's really kind of that's really kind of, they're really disappointing for me, but um, there you go. So yeah, so. Don't bother with Black Hammer. Don't bother with any of its spinoffs. But do bother with, um, it's like, with The Order of the Stick and D. Vergelder. It's like, and also just bug um, Kodansha to um, get um, Hiroki Samura's other um, um, wave, listen to me, into print ahead of its um, anime release, like, later this year. But as far as, like, um, things to look forward to this year, well, hey, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like more, it's like, like more Hir- Hiroki Samura, to be sure. And also, um, yeah, fuck it. You know, it's like this year, this year is probably, probably going to be great. It's like, and I've got like, like lots of other stuff to um, talk about as well as thing, things go on. And, you know, assuming that um, John is still awake at this point, it's like, um, I've got plenty of stuff to talk about for um, like future podcasts as well. Because next next time it's gonna be um, like um, Shuzo Shimi's happiness. After that, it's gonna be um, it's like um, Star Wars Doctor Afra. It's like after that, well, gee, it's like it could be. It, I got plans to keep going as well. In fact, John, we've got we've got plans to bring in some old friends, like as well, don't we? Oh yeah, certainly do. So. Even though we've already started this year, we look forward to recording all of these, um, you know, and uh, stay tuned. Uh, we've got a few extra um, things that will be coming up on the uh, next to be announced. I think it's going to be a YouTube thing. So um, we're going to have some really good commentaries and things like that where we talk about some movies, you know, and some of the relationships between them and comic books. But then some of it's just, hey, we're just going to talk about it. So, yeah, we got a lot of great stuff coming down the pipe. Yeah, so like, I mean, even though it's like we're waiting until February to get this to get 2020, 2020 started, like we've got we've got lots of plans. We've got lots of we've got we've got agendas, don't we? Yeah, we do. Cool. All right. Um, well, uh, that'll I guess that'll that'll sign us off, um, and uh, we'll catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Glade. All right. Later, everyone. Bye.